Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the week six episode of We Live for Saturdays. Joined here by Chris and McCoo. How are you boys doing today? We're doing good. Fantastic. What's up, boys? Happy to be here. Indeed. Nice little Monday recording. Good to start the week right. Educate all our tens of listeners about the uh, the upcoming slate. Hey, guys, have you ever used a power washer? I have. No, Chris. It is so satisfying. That is what... That was the primary focus of the weekend, which is great because I was able to take out some frustration from the first half of the Northwestern game. But it was the sidewalks look magnificent now. I, I thought we were going to have an, an advertiser of a power wash company with the way you started <laughs> that. I was, I was very excited. The chocolate covered toothpaste is st- I'm, st- I'm still awaiting their response. Oh, of course, that is our, our go to. I I do have a funny story from the weekend before we uh, before we get started. But I me me, me and my wife took a, a trip uh, for the weekend. Speaking of wives, they have a little guest pick at the end of the episode, hey, so hey. stay tuned. But um, we went on a trip uh, that usually takes three three and a half hours uh, to the western part of North Carolina. We got in this backup that took us probably six and a half hours to get there. Um, we were about 20 cars behind an RV flipping, and there were golf clubs all, <laughs> all over the road. It was a disaster of a drive. But what was hilarious was we were standstill for three hours. People were walking up and down the highway. One car apparently had DJ equipment, and they set up a table and DJ with speakers on I-40 for 45 minutes, and we're just bumping. Well, so that so that was quite the entertaining Friday afternoon. I'm glad it went that direction, because I chuckled. I'm not sure if you heard me, but I chuckled when you said the RV was flipping, and I just... And <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're okay, first of all, but yeah. It, okay, DJ and RV. I was going to say, Never mind, what a great mind. way of... Of dealing with a tough situation, but I, I would I would hate to be the people in the RV just getting looked at by the paramedics, and then you look like half a mile down the street, and there's just a bumping rave in the middle of the highway. That's that's got to be a tough day for them. But thoughts and prayers to the RV people. Uh, they, they survived all right. Yes, definitely, definitely, absolutely. Well, back back to football here. I thought that was yeah, a funny story, but yeah. Recapping week five before we have a massive six games on the slate here for y'all today for the week six episode. Week five was a a strong weekend. It wasn't as strong as week four with all those ranked matchups, but there was a lot of fun games, a lot of surprises, things like that. Um, Pod, it was the first negative week for the pod. Glad, Glad to see we made it through five weeks or four weeks. So we're looking for week six to pick things back up. USC. Minus 21 was there in the first half. Shador just woke up in the second half. That offense went crazy. So that was quite unfortunate. But a couple headlines for me. Georgia State was super high on them for one week, and they immediately fail me, fail me in the parlay. Um, granted, that's not on everyone's headlines, but it is on mine. And probably the best game of the week was the LSU Ole Miss game. Um, huge amount of points. I think D- Jackson Dart said it three times in his press conference. It was the funnest game he's ever been a part of. So uh, it was a, a great game to watch. I feel like Ole Miss or LSU is always due for one or two of those every year. Maku, uh, what, what stood out to you about week five there? No, that's a very good point. I, I didn't see that exact quote by Jackson Dart, but it kind of speaks to, you know, at the end of the day, we're watching this for, you know, largely entertainment value and it's a lot of fun with the, the college you know atmospheres and pageantry but at the end of the day these are just a bunch of you know 18 to 22 year olds playing the game they've been playing their whole life so it is kind of cool when you get 
a little bit of a step back and you can appreciate how much fun they have when they're, you know, their teams are winning and they play an epic game like uh, LSU and Ole Miss had. So that is kind of cool to see. Um, a lot of similar games like that. Obviously, you mentioned USC Colorado. Um, Penn State, we kind of alluded to quickly as well. The sleepiest first half I've ever seen. I literally almost fell asleep watching the offense play for, for both teams for a little while time there, but uh, came out strong in the second half, covered the uh, covered the spread, and and that was a uh, a pretty good uh, round for for our alma mater. And then another team that stood out to me, just Michigan, absolutely dominating Nebraska. Um, I'm pretty sure I probably mentioned it and somewhat called it on our last episode, but they I think they're just churning along and they're just a beast of a of a team this year. So they're only gonna really destroy and dismantle an appoint, opponent when it comes time to. And uh, last week they just walked all over Nebraska. So at Nebraska as well. So pretty, pretty uh, dominant performance by them. And, you know, nervous for future uh, matchups that they're going to have to say the least, but, um, but credit where credit is due for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Ne- Nebraska's bad, right? Like they're very bad. Oh yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every single year they think not, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I had a exactly. few thoughts. Jalen Daniels being out really hurt my Jayhawks. Uh, I, I want to put an asterisk next to that plus 17 and a half. Also, like you said, you know, negative week for the pod. Um, a few brutal beats, um, you know, one of them being the Arkansas <clears throat> under. the, uh, And I thought that was going to definitely hit. It just took off in the second half. Um, I did have a thought on um, Penn State. You know, we talked about them starting slow. People always talk about like the whiteout, Death Valley and LSU, some of these really good environments. And the players always say that, you know, nothing can prepare you for arriving. And like, you know, it, you need it takes a while to settle into the game. I think that needs to be said for Northwestern. That environment is so bad that it's good. Um, you know, they I think they, they were playing no music at all at the Penn State practices leading up to it. And we still couldn't prepare for it. So that <laughs> I think is a home field advantage that we need That's to a very good for. point. Double digit dogs, first half covering Northwestern. Everyone's going to be sleepwalking on Ryan field there. It's it's, I think it's a thing. They should have covered the entire game. Pence. They just got lucky with a, a turnover at the end and capitalized. They took a, took a shot to the end zone and worked out. So, and, um, and what about sorry, Georgia? I wanted to ask about Georgia too, because for sure. South Carolina and Auburn, you know, they're they're not what they used to be. They're not they're not a peak SEC team, and these have been two, you know, losing at half, sort of skating by. At Georgia's obviously uber talented, but you know, where do we think they fall? I agree. I think good teams. What's the what's the saying? Good teams win. Great teams cover. So far, they've just been a good team. They haven't been a great team. I think we're used to the last two years of dominance or probably even more than that, three and a half years pretty much, but kind of a little bit of a comeback earth. They're still obviously super, super good and cream of the crop of the SEC, but um, yeah, they have some, some holes and some teams are, are trying to take advantage. Nobody's done it quite yet, but I think it's definitely in the cards to happen in the next probably month or so. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. They are not the number one team in the country. Um, by the end of the year, they might be, but you never know. Um We'll talk about them later on. They, they have a big game, another challenge uh, this week, so excited for that um, game. 
Yeah, USC overs might just be automatic. Uh, I think it was 73 and a half and the game ended at 89. So we can hit anything over 90. Um, and then I know Maku loved to see um, that all-time Baylor come back against UCF, right? No, I did give you that note. I did want to speak about it. So thank you for highlighting it. I hated to see it because I had a five-leg parlay with UCF. And it looked, uh, looked genius for 99% of that game. Uh, UCF, in fact, had a 99.9% chance of winning with about halfway to go in the third quarter and found a way to completely shoot themselves in the foot and give it all back to Baylor, lost by one point. Uh, did have an epic play. Um, the quarterback scrambling for like 10 minutes and throwing a shot downfield on fourth down to, to make a, a futile effort at, at taking the lead at the very last minute. But, um, yeah, outside of that, uh, that one cool play, very disheartening from uh, from UCF, but uh, but no, that, my losses are ne- neither here nor there. That announcer goes berserk, by the way. He's that was like, a great call. <laughs> he's, he's like what Gus Johnson used to be. I love that guy. I love it. Hey, Gus is probably uh, going to retire in the next few years. Hopefully this guy will be there to pick him up. Do you know the guy's name? No, no, I don't, right. but I, I like we'll, him. We'll put him on the map. Yeah, and um, looking at week six here, Kind of a, a nice week ahead. We got two games on Wednesday, two games on Thursday, two games on Friday. It's just a couple weeks until some action on Tuesday where we really only – we Ooh. I guess we, we don't have any days off with Monday Night Football and other things going on. So we're getting there. Great, beautiful time of year. So, yeah, full week of football here ahead. Um, and like I said earlier, we have six games to cover for y'all. A lot of pretty good slate um, overall. So excited to run through them here. And we'll start off with a noon game on Saturday, formerly known as the Red River Shootout. Now the Red River Showdown or the Red River Rivalry, whatever you want to call it. That's o- tough. Oklahoma at Texas. Texas is a six and a half point favorite um, at home, and that total is 59 and a half. So they're expecting a 33 to 26 game. Um, looking here, how it's been trending, their last five games, the total's been at 79, 77, 74, 65, and 65. And now those, those are a lot of points. This is the lowest in the past six to 10 years in terms of that total. Does Vegas think there's better defense, some slower offense? Chris, what do you think initially? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the fact that the total's lower may say something, you know, because Vegas is pretty smart. But I can't – I it's, it's, the, it's the shootout. You have to take the over. You have to root for points. Um, you know, last year I think was the first year Texas – I think Texas – took out a lot of revenge, a lot of frustration out on them last year. What was it? 49, nothing, something like that. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, but relatively Oklahoma has, you know, controlled this rivalry a little bit, you know, I would just guess, you know, seven wins out of the last 10. Uh, I would lean Texas minus six and a half here. I think they're a very solid team. Oklahoma, they've beat up on their cupcakes earlier in the year, but, uh, I watched some of that game against Cincinnati. I don't know if they're quite as impressive as they have been in years past. And obviously with Texas beating Alabama, Texas, we've looked at them, for, you know, they've been uh, lackluster a little bit, but overall a solid resume. I, I would lean, my official lean on here is six and a half for Texas. 
I respect it. I'm going to go right back to the well and go back for the overs because that's just what the, the Red River, whatever you want to call it, is uh, is here for. I mean, I think every year, like you said last year, Texas kind of took out the frustration and just ran it up on Oklahoma. But this is their, I think, their final send-off to the Big 12. This is their, you know, kind of encore performance. And both teams are going to come out and really kind of show out before they make the, the big move to the SEC. So, uh, Oklahoma can definitely put up points. I know Texas's defense is certainly elevated from years past, which is why they're, uh, I think the total's a little bit lower and Oklahoma can be a little bit slower than we're used to seeing. But no, the, at the end of the day, Oklahoma's going to put up, I guess, at least 20 points and Texas will take care of, you know, 40. So um, it's very, uh, very much going to be a good battle to watch. It always is, always one of the more entertaining games on the slate. And comes at a good time too they don't save this showdown for the uh for the end of the season or they don't open the season with it it's just a nice little nugget you find in the middle of a, a random week six that's that's fun to turn your attention to when not not a lot else is going on yeah absolutely i'm i'm just excited for this game from a, a spectator point of view um <clears throat> my lean is going to be actually the under i feel like it's low for a reason i do think that this texas defense is legit and then Something that isn't really being talked about too, too much. I know Dylan Gabriel and that offense is super strong. Um, I think that this is probably Oklahoma's best defense in the, at least the past five years. Granted, that's a low bar um, to surpass, but Brett Venables is, I think, putting his stamp on this team being a defensive coach. I think that these teams will score, but I, I can see it going a little lower. Um, I don't really know what the weather's supposed to be like. I don't know if that'll impact anything, but... I think uh, I think it'll, it'll it'll be a little slower, so we'll see what happens. Definitely, it's always an exciting game, even if it's a blowout. That's fair. Just keep in mind they just put up seventy total points playing a showdown with Iowa State last week. Oklahoma did so. That's true. You know, if they can get seventy total points going against the uh, the Cyclones, I'm uh, I'm very curious to see what happens against Texas. So, but no, I respect the pick, and we'll uh, we'll see who comes out on the right side there. And and we know Iowa State always has super high totals. They're 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 very high scoring uh, games exactly. they're involved so, in, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you get a 70 coming out of Ames, that's a uh, that's pretty big time. Exactly. And actually, may have been at Oklahoma, but uh, either way, playing Iowa State, they're usually known for slowing teams down, and Oklahoma did uh, did a little work on them. So excited to see the the showdown coming up. Absolutely, and. and Sticking with what will be the SEC, uh, after talking about those two teams, LSU at Missouri. Um, so this game is at Missouri. LSU is a six and a half point favorite. Total is 63 and a half. So expecting a lot of points. LSU just came back from that Ole Miss. Uh, I guess is gonna co- this is their following game from that Ole Miss shootout uh, this past Saturday. Expecting a 35 to 28 game. Um Chris, what's your uh, initial read on on this SEC matchup here? Yeah, uh, it, it all depends on how LSU rebounds on uh, with their second loss in that amazing game to Ole Miss. I know you touched on that earlier. That was an amazing game, but it was an emotional one. I saw a few of uh, LSU players shoving kids as they were coming on the field. You know, they were frustrated, understandably so. Um, LSU... They can't stop anybody, um, and Missouri actually has been a semi-decent defense. I think LSU actually has been running the ball very well, and that's kind of where Missouri's defense um, hangs their hat. They, they have a pretty good run defense. Uh, 
So a lot of that leads me to think Missouri plus six and a half. But being that we're sort of a half science, half normal guys podcast, I just like LSU here. I think they're going to bounce back. They have the talent. We all know um, Missouri, they're five and oh, I think they've sort of surprised a few people that, you know, we we were all in against them um, with the Kansas State game. Kansas, And then they hit that, what, 61, 63 yard or something like that. I I, I like LSU here. I also think there's probably going to be some points scored. I'm trying to decide, you know, what my official lean would be, um, you know, if it's six and a half or the over. So I will probably – actually, I want to hear what you guys say, and then I'll give my official lean on this one. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I will say quick note uh, to your mention of the uh, LSU guys taking out frustration on the fans. Those fans absolutely deserved it. If you yes. uh, if you come off of a hugely emotional letdown and you know just seeing the way that game ended at the last second, had a big chance to win and uh, and kind of you know unfortunately not coming through, and then you get a runty little eighteen year old kid running up and shouting obscenities in your face with a with a camera recording himself trying to get a headline, totally deserved it. So that guy should face zero repercussions I, whatsoever with for LSU. Perfect. All on the same page. Uh, not on the same page. I love Mizzou here. Uh, give me the six and a half. I think that's a very appropriate line. I think that's a, a fair line for, for both sides, but it's Mizzou's five and oh, they're playing at home. They got a marquee matchup and LSU's unfortunately, according to their record, a little bit down three and two right now. So if you're the Mizzou program, you got to, you know, strike while the iron's hot and get back to kind of your, you know, dominant winning ways of, you know, at this point, I want to say 15 or almost 20 years ago when they were at the top of the polls, with Chase Daniels flinging the rock for them. So get back to the those days. Green Beckham. Exactly. And Jeremy Macklin. So um, you need to get back to those days. And uh, this is the big first step in doing so. You got to have LSU, you know, huge name come to town and take advantage when they may be a little bit, you know, down on themselves off of last week. So. I'll take the points for sure with it being at home. If it was at LSU, totally different story, but Mizzou better uh, fill the stadium and, and show out like I know they will. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this game. I I feel like a lot of people are going to be looking for the upset on this one, um, which I am as well. I'm going to have Mizzou on just a straight-up money line later on in the podcast. But um, one player that I don't think is being talked about enough is uh, Brady Cook at Mizzou. Um, their quarterback is third in the country in terms of expected points on pass attempts this year, only behind Shadur Sanders and Jalen Daniels, who is playing on Saturday. And then the fourth and fifth are Dylan Gabriel and Michael Penix and then Caleb Williams. So he you is a Caleb Williams has to be somewhere. Yeah. So he is, is a massive quarterback. Uh, producer on that team that really isn't getting a whole lot of attention and I think that this one my official lean is going to be over I think there's going to be points galore on this one LSU I think is just automatically in 30 to 30 games every single week but um, I do like the Mizzou side it'll probably be just a a money line parlay later on but I'm excited about it here okay okay no no LSU no LSU (laughs) Um, I'll go over with you Sweet. I love it. All right. What's up next, Sammy? We got Bama at Texas A&M. So Alabama is a two and a half point favorite. 
at Texas A&M total is 50. So that's 26 to 23 game. I was looking, this game started at minus seven and a half um, for Bama and then shot right down to two and a half. I don't know if it's being away. I don't know what's going on, but A&M is quietly four and one um, with a couple convincing wins recently. I sort of wrote them off, I think, in one of our first podcasts after that early Miami loss, but they've they've right the ship a little bit they're not ranked yet but they they've um they've they've corrected things and i i think we're due for a good game what do you think here maku no i agree with you i think alabama has definitely kind of proven themselves after i made a bold statement that Saban was kind of off his game with that whole qb back and forth around the south florida game um but now in the couple games since then they've been you know right back where you expect them to be kind of you know not only dominating teams and winning by a good margin, but, you know, always being in control of the game as opposed to, you know, those uh, Texas loss, obviously, and then the USF game, which was just a straight-up anomaly with everything there. So, um, obviously, you're going to A&M, and I think Bama has lost some games there recently, uh, if not just two years ago, I think it was, that they kind of lost their perfect season, and that was one of the biggest shocking Bama losses in, in recent memory. So A&M feels confident. They, uh, I think Jimbo feels like he kind of has Saban's number. If he, you know, I think Jimbo thinks that. I don't think everybody else thinks that, of course. But should be a great showdown. I'd probably honestly take the over just because I think it'll be a very close game. Um, I think that the defenses are both pretty good and both teams will have a couple turnovers. But hey, sometimes that leads to short fields and quick scores. So give me the over of that 50 and uh, and we'll just run with it that way. I couldn't tell you right now one way or the other the, the line. I could easily see both teams coming out with a win here. Yeah, I am right there with you, actually. I, I really don't know what to Thanks, think man. here. Hey, yeah, uh, Alabama, I mean, we're. I think we're waiting for them to turn it, turn it on and become Alabama. Uh, they've shown glimpses of that. You know, Milrow is super talented, but he makes mistakes. Well, Texas A&M is number one in our favorite stat, Havoc. Um, they go. are, yes, number one. So I'm thinking there's going to be some short fields, maybe some pick sixes, some, you know, maybe sack fumbles, something like that. I'm with you on the over for the same reason. I think there's going to be some big plays, you know, on defense and offense that are going to either set up some short fields and some points, but I do not feel confident in either direction. You know, it, I don't know. I think Texas A&M, they're going to get up. Jimbo will have them ready, uh, but they're still Texas A&M. I'm not really sure if I can totally back them, but I also can see them winning. So I'm going to go the over. Well, boys, I think we found first of possibly (laughs) more pod pods. I am on the over 50 as well. I do see points. I think either team could win by a field goal. So this, this line's perfect. I think Um, don't really want to touch it. So I see this, easily getting to 28 24 which would be over over 50 so excited excited for the game and i think we that's our first agreement so looking forward to it put it on the board sammy on the board yes and next on the board is uh we talked about uh georgia at the top of the podcast they're hosting kentucky uh they're 14 and a half point favorites total 48 so that's a 31 to 17 point game UK just put up a uh, very strong win last weekend against Florida. Ray Davis put up 280 rushing yards, video game numbers um, with three touchdowns against Florida. And then we talked about it at the top of the podcast, number one team in the country, 
they are 0-5 against the spread. When does that ever happen? It is solely based on reputation, I think, right now. There's much better teams in the country that should be number one. Um, when you're 0-5 against the spread against teams, Tennessee Martin, Ball State, UAB, South Carolina, and Auburn, that is, that is not a good sign. So there's definitely some, some friction on both offense and defensive side of the ball in Athens. Um, but, Chris, what do, you, what do you think here on this one here? Yeah, I'm trying not to get too emotional in my pick here, but I like Kentucky. I, uh, you know, I, I wish it was at Kroger Field in Lexington, was just in Lexington for work this past week. But, um, yes, I, I like Kentucky here. Like you said, their run game is very good. Um, Georgia, obviously, they have some dudes. They They are still loaded. But they do not have, at least through these first five games, that menacing defensive front that they've had these last few years with all these NFL picks. Like I said, not trying to slight them. I'm, they're still loaded, really good talent. But Kentucky's playing well. And two touchdowns, two, you know, 14 and a half points. Like I said, it kind of scares me that it's at Georgia, but I'm going to lean Kentucky. I love it. I'm in the exact same boat as you there, Chris, as well. So great call. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly the same thing with Georgia. I mean, as you said, kind of one of these things is not going to keep staying. Either Georgia will eventually cover a spread or Kentucky will stay undefeated. They're 5-0 right now, one of the probably quietest undefeated teams in the country with, you know, I guess not quite the household brand of some of the other SEC teams. But, you know, that's exactly kind of what makes for a great game. And it's at Georgia. But uh, I feel like, as we've said, they're 0-5 against the spread. They're just not really – even when they do win a game and they win it fairly comfortably, they always seem to, you know, either let kind of the backdoor cover or they just don't really, you know, fully put the game away and get it completely into their hands. So I think 14 and a half, love that little half there. Could see it easily being a, say like a 35, 21 kind of game, but, uh, but that's 14 right there. Give me the, give me the hook and we'll call it a win for Kentucky. So I might even take a little, little time Tiny, tiny flyer on Kentucky Moneyline because that will be a, uh, a fun game worth watching for, for both sides either way. Well, boys, well, I think we have back-to-back pod pods. Um, fire. I, I originally was just going to do a six-point teaser because it's been a week and I can't stop. Um, but <laughs> I, that, that was originally <laughs> going to be UK plus 20 and a half and then over 42. But one of those we're bound to lose. So um, let's just do the plus 14 and a half. So we got two pod pods going. I'm, I'm excited for it. I wish it was away. They tend to be uh, – Georgia tends to be a little slower away. But I like the backdoor cover idea. There's there's a lot of possibilities for that to stay within 14. I will say we're also doing a great job trying to expand our audience to SEC country with our last three games being down there. So hop exactly. on the bandwagon, folks. We started hot with UMass and uh, like New Mexico State <laughs> as our fan base. And, and by the way, UMass, I think, is 20 or they're 20 point dogs against like Akron or, or some Mac school. I forget who it is. Um, and they play Penn State next week. We're, that's going to be probably like a 42 point spread or something. But anyway, we are expanding. People, I love it. Yeah. People need to get on the ground floor when they can. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they're playing Toledo. Toledo, the Rockets. They're actually pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Two more games here. Um, 
feel like we talk about Notre Dame probably every week based on their schedule, based on the matchups that happen that that given week. But they're traveling to Louisville, 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 oh, whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Louisville. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame and we is... Just, we just alienated all Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> We're a Kentucky podcast, not Louisville. <laughs> Our one Louisville fan shuts his laptop right <laughs> Um, Notre Dame minus six and a half total 51. So that's a 29 to 22 game. Um, yeah, I feel like we covered a lot of Notre Dame, but they've, they've deserved it. They, they got the, their hearts broken uh, a couple week, weeks ago against Ohio state. And then they somehow covered the game that they could have easily lost against Duke last weekend. Feel really bad for Riley Leonard. He he puts his all out there for Duke. Um, I'm actually seeing them play NC State in a couple weeks, so that'll be a fun game. Um, but overall, this should be an exciting game. I feel like Notre Dame is traveling everywhere um, for for their schedule, so it should be a good game. But Maku, what's your initial read here? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. They always seem to really show out with their schedule, and they're always, um, you know, credit to them. I was just staying independent all these years, but. Gives them a lot of interesting matchups, and you're always like, oh, how about that game? Didn't see that one coming. So this is another one in their long line. They had, just like you said, the you know marquee matchup against Ohio State with the heartbreaker. But then the Duke one, as you said, I'm actually kind of surprised. I don't think I saw the end of it. I didn't know they covered. I know they were losing late, and I did see Riley Leonard got hurt. So bit of a shame there. But um, I think this one is very much kind of a – you know, Notre Dame just needs this game more than, than I think Louisville does. I think Louisville's almost kind of overachieved at this point. You know, I, I like the team thus far. I'm, you know, proud of what they've done. But Notre Dame just needs to get kind of back and assert their footing as a, you know, bona fide top 10 team. And you can't really play a close game even at Louisville and still get kind of that prestige that you're going for this year. I think they showed in the Ohio State game they, they very much should be a, a top-tier team. And, one to be taken seriously even in the playoff hunt with a with a loss. So you just can't afford it any sort of kind of slowdown or slip up in a game like uh, against Louisville. So all credit to the Cardinals. They're, they're a very good team, very solid, but Notre Dame's just better on both sides of the ball, and, and they just need to prove it. Yeah, this one is so tough. You know, I had a thought, and I've done this with Notre Dame in the past because of the schedule you guys talk about. They definitely have – I mean, they have a tough schedule – uh, and oftentimes when we look at it, you know, going into the year, they're, they're so often about a nine or 10 win team. Well, I was thinking about actually what you were saying, Mike, I, I think they do need it. They need it more. Um, you know, looking at their schedule ahead, if they want to get to 10 wins, they still have USC on their schedule. They still play at Clemson, which as we Ooh. saw with Clemson, Clemson, you know, if they're, they have the talent to hang with anyone. It's just a matter of getting all the pieces to fit together. Like they could have easily beaten Florida state. Luckily Notre Dame doesn't have Florida state on their schedule this year, uh, you know, cause they get a certain sampling of the ACC team. So I think, I think they need this win still a touchdown. I mean, I really don't know. I, I'm going to lean Notre Dame six and a half here just for that reason. They need it more. Louisville, I watched them against NC State. They did slug it out. They got a few, you know, they, they have uh, Jordan, that running back, that's very talented. They have definitely have a few pieces on offense, but I think Notre Dame is just better. I, you know, I think they will bounce back. This has been a very emotional two weeks for them going into game day, and 
putting you know putting up a fight against a very tough Duke team. I don't know how talented they are, but that's a tough Duke team that didn't give up. Um, I think they'll bounce back, and uh, that I think they cover against Louisville. However, I'll be all over USC next week. That's gonna. This is a string of tough games that USC is gonna catch them at the end of on. Well said. Yeah, good call. And I, I do think, to an extent, Louisville is overachieving. Jeff Brom has definitely made his mark already five games into the year. Um, but Louisville, I, their defense is better than Duke's was. Um, that ultimately slowed Notre Dame down. It being at home, I think, is a big factor here. I think Notre Dame can keep – or um, Louisville can keep it within six and a half. I'm on the other side of the coin from y'all on this one. Unfortunately, we could have made it three in a row. Um, I do like the plus six and a half just to keep it close. Um, this Louisville team, they slugged out that win against NC State. I think they can ultimately make it kind of a, a slugfest against Notre Dame as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but it should be an entertaining game. Louisville. Louisville. And last one here is Big Ten matchup. Um, Maryland at Ohio State. Um, both undefeated teams here. Uh, undefeated matchup here in week six. Ohio State is a 19.5 point favorite. Total is 55.5. Score, expected score is 37 to 18. So Maryland, um, like I said, undefeated as well as Ohio State. Maryland undefeated uh, with five straight convincing wins against Towson, Charlotte, UVA. Not a strong start to the to the schedule. And then Michigan State and Indiana. So schedule-wise, definitely on the lower side of things, but very convincing wins across the board. Honestly, Charlotte was the hardest game or the more of the struggle that they had in the first half when I watched that. But they're a strong team um, going into Columbus. Maku, uh, I know you're excited about this one. What do you think? I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but I will say <laughs> that uh, I think Maryland honestly does deserve a lot of credit being 5-0, and you know, even regardless of opponent to get, you know, almost halfway through the season. And again, we're not counting the weeks, we're making the weeks count. Um, but they're 5-0 and for a reason and taking care of, yes, inferior opponents, but that, that takes a lot to, to win and to win convincingly, like you said. So I think it will be a good showdown. And Similar to, I think we may have mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, our school, Penn State, always kind of have their schools that just seem to have their number and give them a bit of a scare no matter what, whether it be for us like Indiana or Illinois. Uh, Maryland just is that team for Ohio State, and luckily it's at Ohio State for the Buckeyes, but they're still going to get everything from Maryland. This is going to be, you know, a huge matchup for, for the Terrapins and the fact, too, that, you know, they want their relevancy and they want their top 25 ranking, which again, I'm still kind of surprised they haven't snuck into at least the, the bottom couple twenties there. Um, so still unranked. And this is just their marquee matchup to get out there and prove they're legit. So I think they're going to do everything they can to keep it within that 19 and a half. I think we've seen plenty of games in the past that totals, you know, 60 or even 70 total points. So going to comfortably take the over and, Chris, I want to say you agree with me, but uh, let's see where you go from there. But uh, I'm excited for it, even though I said I wasn't excited for it. Yeah. So I've got in my head a specific game script that I feel very confident in. And I would like to, you know, so this game, like you said, in recent years, they have 
this this game has just had points. So that's just my without even looking at the schedule or the you know past matchups. That's my impression. Like you said, I think Maryland is talented. However, they are not proven. Ohio State, on the other side of the coin, they're extremely talented and a little unproven. You know, we have seen them just squeak one out against Notre Dame. They're obviously one of the top teams in the country. However, they have not been over, overly impressive. So I think Maryland's going to come out. They're probably going to score early. I think Maryland's going to be what's – the, what's the spread in the first half? Because that's what I want. I want you read ooh. you read my mind. It is ten and a half. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So Maryland plus ten and a half, and then the over for the game. I think there's gonna it's gonna stay tight, stay tight. Maryland's gonna put up some points, and then sometime midway through the third, or even early in the fourth, Ohio State will pull away, making it close to that three touchdown game. But in order to do so, points will need to be scored. So I've got shall, two leans on here. Shall we tease? What's that? Ooh. <laughs> uh, first, can we can we tease the first half? I don't even know. Um, but what I was thinking, but I, I don't know, because we're all on the somewhat Maryland side. I was on the first half um, plus ten and a half as well. I just see it being a tie game, ten point game in the first half, and then then maybe pulling away to put that nineteen and a half at risk. But I do like the over as well. Um, so we could make some sort of a combination in here, put some pressure and make a diamond uh, on this pick here. Maku, do you like the first half cover for Maryland? I love your, I love where your guys' heads at. I don't know if I want to put that on my official pick list. Uh, it is very creative. No, I respect it, but Hey, it could easily be like, you know, Hey, true. Like, like true. 30 to 30 to 17 game at halftime with Ohio state leading. So you don't want to get in anything like that or like a 24-10 or something along those lines. It's very smart. You guys are very creative geniuses, obviously. Um, but I'm going to stay away from that one. I'm just going to stay with my, uh, with my total over, um, which I've been doing a lot. But some of these numbers are just, just screaming at me, and I've seen this, this story too many times to, to change it up. Way to hold strong. That's, that's some serious gumption right there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The I'm, delicate I'm nothing genius. without my gumption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Is that awesome. the full slate? That's the full slate. We, um, we're going to wrap it up here with some official plays and then a little uh, spouse picks as we wrap things up. Um, picks. Spousal picks. Um, do we want to do those first or go through the rest of ours? Let's give the ladies some shine. How about that? Yeah, we'll give, give the ladies uh, the, the limelight here. So we'll, we'll kick it off. Um, for, we're for not going to let them speak. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're going to relay their picks to to the crowd. Well, and hey, hey, remember what's the what's the nature of this? They were the three people who re um, indeed yes reposted our, our our loyal listeners. They've gotten in on the ground floor. Everyone else needs to join them in listening, not indeed. not being married to us. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> it would be very sad as well if just two of our wives reposted and the other one just did it, and you're like. I actually can't uh, give my wife sex because she's she's not a fan of the show. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't like me dedicating she's an hour from, a week. She's to from this. Louisville. <laughs> you just hear in the background, Louisville. <laughs> 
Well, uh, but anyway, onwards with it, Sam. You want to kick it off? Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for explaining. Yeah, please please share, and maybe we'll uh, we'll relay some of your picks. Have some guest picks on here, but for for my wife's pick here, Megan, despite her brother in law being a Tar Heel, Megan says ABC all day, which is all day anything but Carolina, and <laughs> she says go Q's Syracuse plus eight and a half. I know I know Brad will love that. <laughs> All right. And for my pick, my wife, Rachel, Florida minus 18 and a half. She wanted to let the people know she's here for Gator Nation and the chomp, the, the swamp. So and I like that, you know, the, the Vandy's Vandy has nothing. So, oh, fun fact on Vanderbilt before we uh, do the third, the third wife's pick here. Um Vanderbilt is six and zero on the over, and they are also zero and six against the spread. So <laughs> this year they are constantly getting, allowing a lot of points, having high scoring games, but not covering whatsoever. So that that's a recipe for some success there, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's a difficult ratio there with the, with Vandy. Um, but now, finally, last but not least, Shelby, my wife, my dearly beloved. She thought uh, Akon, the rapper, had a football team. Uh, she, she, she just read the lineup wrong. It's actually Akron is, uh, is playing a game against Northern Illinois. Uh, they are both one and four, so absolutely uh, expecting a barn burner here. One team's going to fall to one and five. One team's going to get back to about uh, playing 33% win percentage. So she is excited to take the Akron Zips plus five points. Um and I'm riding with it. We're going to put the mortgage on it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Tire city. There you go, baby. Uh, Acon they, all the way. Do they still have part of their stadium that's just like deserted, like not built or whatever? I thought like one end of their stadium was just like grown over with grass or something, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm, I'm not sure. That um, sounds on brand for them. But Akron, <laughs> Akron is the rubber capital of the world, city of invention, entire city. So, and LeBron's hometown, <laughs> most notably, most notably, probably what, for most people, that's why they know Akron. That's true. What, what's with these Mac teams? Tire City, and then the Glass House or the Glass Capital, glass whatever bowl. it is. The Glass yeah. Bowl, yeah. the stadium for Toledo. Yeah, what is this? Next, it's going to be, I don't know. Oh, uh, please try. Please try. <laughs> uh, Miami, out. Ohio. Yeah, making bricks. There you go. <laughs> That's LeBron's hometown, too. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Now we're off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's gone loose. Um, la- last little segment before we wrap things up, just sharing official plays here. Um, another little trendy thing uh, that I like to follow Similar to the Vanderbilt callout, North Texas leads the country being 5-0 and this year on overs by flying over the total by an average of 20 points. So any game that they are in, expect points. However, they are playing Navy this weekend. And Ooh, understand, understanding the two divisive off- offensive teams, that total is 60 and a half. I don't remember the last time a, a, a military academy had a total of 60. I think this trend ends. I like under 16 and a half. I can just see Navy getting out to an early lead and just completely draining the clock throughout the entire game. So give me under under 60 and a half. And then 
another pick for me is going to be, I love my parlays. This one's going to be plus 790, throwing one little unit on it. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, or no, not Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette, which I I guess now is just Louisiana. Um, They are minus 115 against Texas State. Texas State is way overvalued. They're sort of like the poor man's Colorado with a bunch of people transferring to them. And I think a lot, there's a lot of hype on that team. Louisiana is a strong team. I think they win. I do like Washington State as an underdog to beat UCLA, plus 155. And then I'm going to keep riding Colorado State. They did me well a couple weeks ago. They're playing a very poor Utah State team and only like a couple point favorite. So those are a couple short lines that I think they all can win there. I like that Colorado State pick. I think Utah State is under or overrated as well if they can be overrated. But I like Colorado State. I also, Louisiana, I don't know. I don't like that they dropped the Lafayette either, um, but I like both those picks for sure. Yeah, next they're just going to be the Cajuns, not the Raging Cajuns. So who, oh who knows? And we will rage. <laughs> Maku, what do you got? Uh, I love that North Texas pick, first of all. Great find on the uh, the trends there. And my one of my favorite things to always keep in mind is that you know trends can, can only go for so long. You can only go 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to put a loss up in the column there. So that's a, a phenomenal pick for that. That's a crazy high line, but uh, I don't get exactly right about Navy, so we shall see. Um, obviously, on the flip side of that, USC over. They're playing at Arizona. And while one of the trends in college throughout probably the last 20 years is that just weird things happen in the deserts of Arizona, whenever some big-name team goes to play at either the Wildcats or the Sun Devils, Especially in night games, you know, something always goes wrong. Sometimes a, you know, two and eight team will knock off a, a top five team like we've seen in the past. So anything can go wrong. But I know that Arizona can put up a, a few points and USC, as I said, all year long, will do the rest. So whatever that line is, give me the over. I like your Wazoo pick, Washington State. I'll just be comfortable taking the, the three and a half. And then two teams we kind of talked, touched on um, Kentucky, of course, with getting 14 and a half. And then Rutgers is playing another team. They're playing Wisconsin. And <laughs> Rutgers is quietly having a pretty decent start to the year. I think 4-1, and one, the only loss being at dominant Michigan. So I'm going to take them with the points to go in against the Wisconsin team that has shown some good glimpses, but I think is going to overlook Rutgers like so many people do. And they can at least keep it within two scores. All right. Yeah, so I, I got a couple. I got a few here. I like a lot of those. Um, so three, uh, we've already touched on Ohio State, uh, Maryland over. That's going to be an official two-unit one of mine for that total. Um, <clears throat> also, I like Liberty, minus 19. Um, they are fifth in Havoc and sixth in Allowed Havoc this year. They're playing Sam Houston State, who's 129th and 103rd. They're not causing any uh any any issues on they're the most polite visitor to the stadium (laughs) that is correct they're zero havoc nice yes so liberty is going to get after it sam houston state likes to play slow so if sam houston state gets behind early with a you know a few turnovers it's it's over for them i like liberty minus 19 here our dad sam and my dad actually uh he will be in attendance that game so he'll be watching that firsthand on, on his birthday, so happy early birthday. Yes, yes. Um, and then Louisiana Tech plus seven against Western Kentucky. So I actually 
Um, I was on the Western Kentucky side last week versus Middle Tennessee, and honestly, that I mean that score looked great for Western Kentucky, but I think. Uh, you know that th- there was some holes there. That score wasn't quite indicative against Middle Tennessee of that 100 miles of hate rivalry. What a mascot Western Kentucky has, by the way. I like Louisiana Tech plus seven with that one. I think they've 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 had some injuries, uh, you know, but they're at home. I think they're going to hang with them. And then last question before I hand it to you, Sam. I I vote that we. Um, we count the girls' picks as official two-unit picks as well for consistency. What do you think? I agree. I mean, that's that's the only right thing to do. Yes, I and plus, I think they're good picks. I agree. And yeah, equality too. Yeah, equality and yeah. I, who 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 knows? They might be sharp, and we might just have to keep going to the well every week. We're gonna need to ask them for advice. Yeah, exactly. I, and then, I like the I like the move. The, and then for pod pods, so we have the Bama and AM at over 50, and then Kentucky plus 14 and a half. So we agree on those two, right? Yes. That's fantastic. And then did we want to do Maryland, Ohio State over 55 or leave that as uh, a official? I think just an official. Uh, I don't think we got full buy in on that one. Sounds good. Well, this was a heck of an episode, um, covered a lot of games, recapped a lot of exciting trends and, um, and honestly, games across the, the college football landscape. So excited for a, a long week of college football starting on Wednesday. But as always, thank you, boys, and then we'll see you all next week. You got right, it. You. Well done.